1: common sense recap of the day's biggest stories it's john Katz and rita cosby Katz and cosby on 77 wabc
2: we have michael goodwin of course the pulitzer prize winning new york post columnist uh michael um we're talking about of course uh, glenn young we had the pleasure of being with him uh john had an amazing amazing lunch today well, first of all what are your thoughts on glenn young before we get into it with you
0: well, I'm only regretful that I wasn't invited. I mean, I was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did you buy a book, one of his best-selling books yet, or no? <laughs> How to make a not, million?
0: No. I have not. But but it is interesting that he's making the tour, and uh, you know, obviously testing the waters to see about running. Uh, you know, this is uh, in part because Virginia has this crazy rule of only one term for a governor. You can't have a second term, and so the minute you're elected, you're something of a lame duck. And so he's out there, I think, looking for his next job. I thought he was—I thought he ran an excellent campaign. It was an important victory uh, when he defeated uh, Terry McAuliffe. And I think that the the lasting legacy of that race is school choice, is parents matter, and that you run the risk of you know, losing an election if you take the Terry McAuliffe position, that it's up to teachers to decide what happens in the classroom. I mean, that that's, uh, that might have worked at another era, but it doesn't work today.
2: Yeah, it was that one debate moment. I mean, everybody remembers that moment where, remember, Terry McAuliffe said, uh, well, guess what, um, basically – that, um, you know, no, parents don't have a say. You know, by the way, there was a huge headline today in The Washington Post, and I want to talk with you about that. Um, there was a story about basically the, like, tangle, the private behind the scenes between the FBI and the DOJ. This is on the raid of Mar-a-Lago. i got to get your take on this. And apparently the FBI really didn't want to do it. They kept delaying the raid over and over again. Uh, what does that say to you about the politics of it? And, and also, it's been fascinating. I don't know if you saw, Michael, um, Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, came out yesterday and also said, yeah, it's likely a Wuhan lab leak. It's like the FBI is getting out there like I've never seen them kind of go on record in the last 24, 48 hours.
0: Well, uh, you use the word politics of it, and uh, that is that's the problem. That this is political, that the FBI, DOJ, I mean, there are elements of politics now that seem to have swamped everything else. And it, this is, you know, you can't have a little bit of politics. It's, it's, it's like putting dye in water. I mean, pretty soon the whole, the whole bathtub was full full of the dye, the same color everywhere. And I think that's what's happened to the FBI slash Justice Department. It has become politicized. When you read about this memo uh, going after uh, conservative Catholics because they're a threat for uh, supra- white supremacy, I mean, who's making this stuff up? And it, it just it goes back to Peter Right. Peter Strzok and uh, all of those who are sending these memos and during the during the 2016 campaign and afterwards. I mean, a totally politicized DOJ slash FBI is terrible for the country. And and when you think of the Hunter Biden case, so the FBI has had his laptop since 2018, late 2018 or 19. And here we are in 2023, and still no charges, no resolution. Now, to me, on its face, that is politics. By the way, did you
2: see, uh, Michael, it just came out. We were talking about it right before the show here that Grassley came out today in the big hearing and basically yes. said there are about a dozen sources who have reported potential criminal activity with Hunter Biden. To your point, it sounds like Grassley is really going full throttle. He says these are whistleblowers within like FBI and DOJ.
0: Well, that's right. And then Josh Hawley was was questioning Merrick Garland about uh the the raid the armed raid on a on a father uh a, a Christian father pro life for demonstrating outside of an abortion clinic i mean an armed raid with his ch- with his family and everything they put him on trial he's acquitted in an hour uh, and this is this is the government now this is the armed part of the government you to intimidate protesters, to intimidate parents. Um, this is this is serious stuff. And Merrick Garland uh acts like this astute by the books lawyer. In fact, he's presiding over uh a corrupt Justice Department that is now doing the bidding of the far left. I mean, this is a monumental event because if you if you Think about recent history in the 60s and 70s. The far left hated the government, hated the Justice Department, hated law enforcement, hated the FBI. Now they're in cahoots to do things like go after parents who complain about a woke agenda in their schools, to have an armed raid uh, on, a, on a man who dared to protest outside of an abortion clinic. I mean, th- these are, this is frightening stuff.
3: Michael, it's, uh, it's Richard Weinberg. You had a great column about a great documentary. The documentary is called Gotham, The Fall and Rise of New York City. And I know you attended the premiere. I was at the, the premiere. Why don't you tell our audience about your column and about that documentary and why it's so important? <laughs>
0: Well, it, it's, uh, as you said, Richard, it's, uh, it's really about the, the rise, the fall of New York back in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s, and the rise over the succeeding 20 years under Giuliani and Bloomberg. And I, I think that the purpose of this was to capture this event. It's really a 50-year event when you think about it. It goes back to John Lindsay when the murder rate tripled. Uh, and all the way through Bloomberg. And the, the point uh, of, the, of the man who conceived of it, Larry Mohn, formerly the head of the Manhattan Institute, was that a lot of people, he said, don't understand what happened. But more importantly, they don't understand why and how it happened. And so he wanted to capture this historic event, this turnaround of New York. And the statistics... Uh, bear bear re- repeating simply because they are so incredible. For example, in 1993, the the year that Rudy Giuliani was elected mayor, but of course he takes office in January of '94. In 1993, there were about 2,000 murders in New York. Four years later, that number was down to 770 or so. I mean, that is an amazing change in one term. I think that may be the single most important term uh, in modern New York Mm -hmm. history. I think Ed Koch had an excellent first term as well. But I think this first term of Giuliani's, it turned the tide and it made people think that this is possible and it can be done. And he went on and then Bloomberg (laughs) sort of picks up the mantle and you have – uh... improvements in education primarily the 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 birth of the charter school movement in new york city and you have the reduction in welfare uh... you know giuliani and richard swartz i think many of you know richard uh... was very helpful in all of this and richard talks often about how when giuliani came in there were one point two million families on welfare out of about seven million people in the city one point two million families And the Dinkins administration had left projections that it would rise to 1.5 million families. And by the time Bloomberg finished, it was under 300,000. Yeah,
1: Michael, uh, this is Rudy Washington. I want to give this some context. Uh, Chicago has two and a half million people. Uh, Last year, their murder rate was over 700, I think 740. Um, New York... Is really probably around nine nine million people. Um, I did the two thousand census, and that was eight point two. Right. But since then, the next one was eight point five, and I think we're really nine million people, and and you know be down around three hundred or so murders compared to Chicago, which is two and a half million people with over seven hundred murders. Um, that 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 is some contrast.
0: Yes, um, and 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 you're right, Rudy, and and cities like Philadelphia, even and Baltimore. I mean, the the murder rate per capita is off the chart. I mean, and, and
1: uh, you uh, mentioned Baltimore; they don't have a high school, not one high school where someone is reading or writing at grade level. Not one person. I mean, a, that says nobody from Baltimore is going to go to college.
0: Yeah, I mean, so th- th- these are collapsing. Uh, Structures of, of these cities. I mean, no, you know, high crime, poor schools. I mean, everybody who can leave does. We'll, we'll uh, I, mean, I have, a, I we'll have a niece who lives in Baltimore, and she's leaving. She said it's just she can't. She's afraid to park her car. She doesn't. You know, it's just hard to get anywhere around town uh, because you don't feel safe. So well, we know,
3: Michael, it's Richard again. But we know what to do. You look at the documentary when Peter Valone created Safe Street, Safe City and force it down David Dinkins' throat to get the cops on the street. We knew what to do. We needed to have the perception and reality of more police protection. And when Giuliani came in, he knew what to do with that army with Jack Maples. The lessons are very clear, Michael, what to do to save New York City and all
2: the other cities. Except, you know, what's happening, Judge. I I was going to bring this up. This is amazing. One of the headlines today, 300 protesters, right, are getting $21,000 each. Because the New York City Council believes that they were abused by police, it's going to cost about seven million dollars, and is, they wonder why the police didn't show is up that for the meeting. That's yeah, insane. No, listen, let's be clear: is that there's crazy? no
3: there's no constitutional right to riot. Let's be clear on that.
2: It's outrageous. Right. Are you right. talking the 2020 riots? I'm talking the 2020 riots. Oh These God. are the people in the quote "Summer of Love" who are burning the city down and burning cities across the country. They are getting paid seven million dollars. I hope the mayor. I, I hope
1: the mayor rejects it and vetoes it, and l- let's see who overrules him.
2: Yeah, isn't that you know what's amazing, John? The New York City Council was upset that the police didn't show up for the hearing on it, saying, "How dare they not show up? Are you kidding me?" <laughs>
0: Listen, I think uh, to, to Richard's point and, and Rudy, too, we know how to do this. I mean, that that's the, the point, the final point I wanted to make about the film. Uh, we know how to do this. We know how it was done. We, we know the ingredients that, that got it done. Uh, we have lost our way, however. I mean, I think Mayor Adams is making some progress, but – There's still too much crime and disorder in the city, and it's going to be harder now to persuade people to stay because of the remote workability. Uh, And so now you're now you're faced with how do you get people back to the city? And if the subways aren't safe, if the commuter lines are not reliable, if everything is too hot, too expensive, too dangerous when you get to Penn Station or somewhere else, there's so many factors now, I think, that complicate the role that Mayor Adams has in trying to bring the city back, that crime – but crime is still the cornerstone. And, and I'll repeat this quickly. In 1993, I was the editorial page editor of the Daily News, and we had endorsed uh, Giuliani for the mayoralty, but he came in to see us uh, just days before the election. And he said something that I'll never forget. He said, look, statistics are very important about crime. He was talking. Don't get me wrong. Crime statistics matter a lot, he said. But what matters even more is how people feel. Do people feel safe? And that has always stuck with me. And that's the real gauge that I think a politician has to go by. And so Eric Adams should not be satisfied or think that it mission accomplished no, nobody, because nobody the murders feels safe. have gone down.